Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you'll ever need in any role-playing game that you ever play, ever. That's right, we are back again. I am Zane C. Weber, here with regular hosts... Dom Gilfoyle. And... Tully Grimley. And first-time special guest... Grace. Grace. How are you, Grace? Grace, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, I'm excited. I did ask before we before we started recording whether you wanted to be referred to by just your first name or your first name and your last name. You did say just your first name and then both of the hosts introduced themselves yeah. by their first and last name. <laughs> we like to make it weird. Yeah. I know I think that that little gap I think says more about me than my last name would. Yeah, just Grace. Just Grace. Yeah. How are you Grace? Made awkward silence. So we have uh, we've we've brought you on because you are in fact a uh, professional at this. Is that correct? I'd like to think so. Good. Uh, so we will be just handing over to you. Go. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We we do have a getting to know you question now. So oh, everyone's yeah. favorite part. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when we have a guest, I do do a uh, getting to know you question. You ingrates. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Grace, you play role-playing games. I several at this point. Excellent. Now, we asked a question off-air that I think we should ask on-air. How many player characters have you played in one single game? So how many times have you died in one single ongoing game? One. Ah, oh, you're one of the good ones. One, I take care of my boys and I love them. <laughs> um, I've like been knocked out and come close to death, but I've managed. We've always managed to have a fairly balanced group enough that someone could bump me up into still being yeah, alive. Yeah. Interesting, Tully. Um, again, just one. Uh, I'm people. I mean, weirdly, considering I am on two like RPG podcasts, I've not been playing that long. So the one campaign that I have had extended time on, um, I still only had the one character. Mm. Now I'm two sessions into another and GMing another. So it's not that much of a feat, but still only one per game. <laughs> Talia and I have played in the same Actually, games. that's a lie. I've played two. They haven't played in the same game. <laughs> we did play in the same game. We got two characters, I forgot, because there was one where... Star like, Wars role-playing game. It was a Star Wars role-playing game and our like GM... like. I don't know, we never resolved it because we stopped playing the game, but I'm pretty sure it like, threw us into an altered dimension and we had... Oh, no, I mean, remember, Parson died. Oh, Parson. Yeah, we killed Parson. Oh, Whoops. Parson. 
Yeah, Whoops. Parson died. Jim Parsons from the Big peace. Bang Theory. And with Parson dying, so too did my terrible Scottish ac- half Scottish accent. We don't need uh, to hear that thank though. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone needs a terrible half Scottish accent. No. Nope. Um, uh, I've, I mean, I've never had a character die in like an ongoing thing, but I've also in like just about every single campaign that I've been in, I've been like, I want to swap this character out. <laughs> I've never done that more than once. Um, it's just you, yeah. It's just usually the first time it was. We didn't really discuss who my character was. I was entering a game like well into it, and I was like, oh, well, I've actually made my character a bit similar to someone else's character, so let's just quietly swap him out. And the next time it was just like um, playing a halfling barbarian with six intelligence is actually very limiting on role-playing <laughs> ability and barbarians aren't very fun in combat as it turns out. Uh, and then in the most recent campaign, uh, yeah, my, my character, the first character was fun, but then again, I've talked about it before, it was, you know, the whole thing was about the joy of combat and having a really great time in combat and I roll badly so I yeah. got knocked unconscious a lot and it's really hard to roleplay. It's just like, yeah, combat's great when I'm picking up my teeth from the ground for the fourth time that day. And also, like, I was using the Oath of Conquest paladin, and it turns out lots of monsters are good at saving throws against fear or mm. just are immune to being frightened. So, yeah. Rude. I know, right? Rude. I once played with a DM. Actually, the first time I ever played 5e, I, I played with one of those DMs that just really likes to, like, I'm just playing by the rules. Ah, <laughs> uh, So we played from level 1 to level 3 And I went through 7 characters Oh Jesus yeah. <laughs> Which part of the rules was that? Were they were the, the, the bit in the book where you're supposed to have 4 encounters per lo- Or 8 encounters per, What is the number you're supposed no, to have? No, no it, it, Look, he played by the rules in inverted commas yeah, yeah. Meaning that he played with things that are from the book But he didn't really play Rules is not his CR. intended Yeah, so like... Sure, the town's guard was like a brute or whatever and rolled 2d12 with his axe when he hits you. Um, and, and I have 12 hit and points. And I, ha- I was a warlock with seven hit points. Uh, so that it wasn't, it wasn't too out of, the, out of, uh, out of uh, the possibility of just rolling a 14. Like that's actually yeah. just yeah, that's about cool. average for 2d12. Yeah. I'm really glad that I've always had like... DMs now that have been so loosey goosey with the rules. That's not even loosey goosey. This, this Lucy-goosey, guy was yeah. like, maybe that he sounds... was playing according to the, the rules, but also he was doing a bad job running the game. Yeah. He also really Yikes. liked to win. Oh, yeah. Which well, that's means a good that quality other to people have, have to lose. I mean, it's literally in the rules that you're only playing it wrong if you're not having fun. Mm. Yeah. It's actually in one of the core. The co- <laughs> it's rule zero. Supplements, yeah. yeah. And rule one is the DM's always, always right. Mm. Unless. No, not everyone's <laughs> having fun. Uh, and to be fair, like it was my first go. Like I, I was in my create character phase, so I would just like pull out another one and pull out another one. But yeah, it got it got draining after a while. Yeah, part of the fun of creating characters is seeing it through. Yeah, it's true. Having them change over time <laughs> and grow. Uh, poor old. Okay, well, we are going to get into it. So what we do here is we give you some plot hooks that are inspired by pictures that we see, usually a Magic the Gathering card and a random word that we find on the internet. So uh, we have a Magic card this week, and it is called the Spellbound Dragon. Does anyone want to describe what this card looks like? It's a dragon. It is a dragon. Um, Big and red. Yes. Very top heavy dragon. It is. It's got a skip leg day. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's got a very sort of um, snake-like serpentine head neck. I think that, yeah, also I think that the it, it might just be like a, a, a not-quite-done-right perspective thing going on with the legs, maybe? I'm not maybe. Sure. Yeah. It also does have, a very, legs. <laughs> does have a very big underbite. Yeah. Um, and glowing blue eyes. Yeah, the, yeah. Like the sort of thing in like Dragon Age or something where it's like, this character's bewitched sort of thing. Honestly, the first time I looked at the card, I thought that was something coming out of its nostrils and it had no eyes. It was <laughs> pretty wild. Just blue snot. Just blue snot. And the word that we are using is sacrifice. So I've handed out each uh, to each of you a card with two options for what you're going to build today. Uh, so who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right. Uh, so my, my card is adventure. Uh, and so the party, um, this is the begin- a campaign beginning thing, probably best for a one-shot. So the party, uh, they're all from a small, small quirky town. It's a nice place. You've all grown up there. Everyone's really happy. It's prosperous. They're all, everyone loves each other. And your party are the people who at, at, at this year's Midsummer Festival will be sacrificed to the great <laughs> red dragon that lives in the mountain above. Uh, and you're so excited. Uh, it's like, oh, our day has come. We will bring bountiful harvests and joy upon our people. And it's so good. And the red dragon, it descends on the town and it lands. And then it breathes fire into the air. And you're like, ah, oh, my time has come. And then it flies away. Oh, no. Oh, I, no. I just wanted to be sacrificed. Where'd the dragon go, you guys? Well... Well, you were the sacrifice. You were the sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a dangerous journey, but if you die on the way, maybe that's kind of the part maybe of the sacrifice. It, maybe it counts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's the pledge. Just okay, like, yeah. got the dragon sacrifice. I love that so much. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? Um, I will. Excellent. Uh, my card is magic item. So I thought I would do a magic item that could either inspire like a NPC or a character backstory. Um, I'm thinking of... A set of armor that is scale mail mm-hmm. made from this dragon, uh, but it is cursed, haunted, whatever. It will grant you extra protection, but you do have to sacrifice to it. It has to be coated in blood until you're able to fulfill that dragon's dying wishes. Okay, so it has to be constantly covered in blood. Yes. Yeah. So does it does it have to be yours? No. Okay. I don't think this dragon cares whose blood it is, as long as it gets its blood until it gets the blood it wants. Right. Any barbarian's dream. <laughs> uh, they just want to be smelly all the time. All the time. Can, quick, quick story here. I the last uh, campaign that I played in, we had a barbarian, and I was playing a wizard. So after the fight, you know, we're all sweaty and smelly and covered in blood, and so I'm prestidigitating. Um, like blood and mud and stuff off people and I go to touch our barbarian take the the blood off and they go into a rage at me and I have to <laughs> use quickly use prestidigitation to put the blood back on nice. <laughs> yeah freaking barbarians okay and do you know what the dragon's wishes are or do you have to find that out and that's part of the quest as well no I'm going to say you know what the dragon's wishes are okay. in an interesting twist uh, this dragon died protecting a princess and it wants you to kill the person that killed it and then her so, okay, um, okay. so this dragon so, okay, this dragon so this was protecting the someone dragon and the princess yep. it right. failed at its job to protect her and he wants you to have his revenge. Okay, awesome. Okay, armor of revenge. Tully. Yes, so uh, I'm going to use creature. 
Uh, so I have a choice between a cult and a creature. I'm going to stick with a creature for this one. Uh, and what it is, is, well, first of all, as uh, all the best things are found, this is deep in the heart of a dungeon. No, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that ever happens. No? No dungeons? No. Okay. Dungeons Dun- are cheating. Dungeons are cheating. Excellent. This is deep in the heart of a dungeon. And in this dungeon, you see a billowing red smoke coming out of absolutely everywhere except it doesn't smell like smoke it doesn't taste like smoke it's it's just not there it appears to be but it's uh well it might be illusory or it might be thin but all you know is it blocks your vision so you as all the best adventurers do walk straight into the dangerous thing and come across a fearsome dragon a fearsome red dragon with glowing blue eyes who is determined to attack you, to destroy you, but it can't do anything. As much as it tries, as much as it breathes fire at you, as much as it it rakes at you with its claws or bites away, it can never make contact. It's completely ethereal. Oh, now the bard's going to make fun of it. Vicious vicious mockery, the dragon. (laughs) All right, okay, so we have the, the, uh, the dragon that can't touch you. We have the... Dragon cursed armor, mm-hmm. and Dom gave us dragon that didn't kill you yet. Yes, the dragon <laughs> that didn't kill you yet. But he's gonna <laughs> if, I, if I've got anything to do with it. Okay, who would like to turn this around first? I can continue. Yeah, let's go with Tully. Beautiful. Remember, you have to give me a name in this round. Okay. So, what we find is after the dragon has calmed down a little bit, realized that it's never going to do this. It speaks to you. And it tells you that it has been trapped horribly. That it sees so many things. And that you are just mere facets of the reality it comprehends. But it needs your help. As it sees so many things, many things see it. But only facets, only parts. You must set set me free. You must release my chains and unbind me from these shackles that bind that sounds like a shifty thing to say you must sacrifice at every one at every visage that I present and only then will I be free and you'll get your reward so the the dragon's asking for a sacrifice in every place where you can find it yes okay why what is the reward do you really think this dragon is going to tell you the reward I think I'm not going to do it unless the dragon... Because at the moment, dragon can't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> if I release the dragon, dragon can eat me. And that's fine. But it's not <laughs> up to whether or not you release the dragon. It's more up to who's going to release the dragon. Right. So someone's going to release the dragon. And well, you've got to do it a first. A favour from a dragon. That's nothing to be scoffed at. It's usually just a bite. <laughs> okay. So we have the, the dragon's favour. And what is the what, is, what are we calling this? The faceted dragon. The faceted dragon. All right, well, let's go back to Grace. Me. Um, so I was thinking of a way to, like, make this armor useful other than mm-hmm. just, like, a fun plot point. And I was thinking that um, you mentioned earlier to be good for a barbarian. Um, but I thought that it might be cool if this armor could lend you that, like, barbarian's rage. If Even if you weren't a barbarian, you could yeah, call yeah. on that, that dragon's, like, last moments of anger and frustration and channel like a rage uh, while fighting. 
Um, so that could be one of the fun things that it grants you in, in return for this sacrifice and this like fulfillment of its um, its final yeah, yeah. wish, its final act. Um, yeah. So I think like because if you if it's good for a barbarian, you probably mm. don't want to mimic what a barbarian can yeah, already do. I suppose. So maybe it is like augmenting that ability so if, mm. if you already can rage maybe it adds like a different facet on hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To that. Mm. So, like, you get... Um, well, if it's, if it's dragon-based and if it's a red yeah. dragon, then maybe you can cast a fire spell as a bonus action on each of your turns yeah, while you're raging. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and add that in as a bit of flavor... Could, uh, as like the dr- dragon flavor to something that a barbarian can could uh, make you stronger yeah. or faster uh, with each kill. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, every turn that you kill someone or you kill a creature, you get haste for one round. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. And then you have to keep killing killing things to keep getting the bonus. Yeah. I, well, I was thinking also in the terms of like making it so you had to continue these sacrifices. The um, yeah. The, if you didn't continue to kill and to sacrifice to this armor, it would just get heavier and heavier until it was unusable for you. Yeah. Like, you have to kill for it to be able to be used. Yeah, that's really interesting. All right, well, let's go to Dom. Yeah, okay, so the your party, they make it up the, up the mountain. That's the mountain where, above the town where the dragon is from. It seemed like that's where it was heading, like, back home without doing its one bloody job. Uh, of <laughs> killing you, honestly. Um, so is it is it usually just death, or is it like consumption? Does it usually like fire and then eat, yeah, it, or is it but, just yeah. burn and then devour? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and you know the 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 town they do this every year as a sacrifice uh, for you know bountiful harvest and all mm-hmm. that. It's a ritual that they do, uh, and. So you make it up the mountain, uh, you know, adventure, peril, traps, monsters, that sort of thing, the usual adventure, mm. um, malarkey, and you get up to the dragon's cave, and what you find there is the dragon, and the dragon's like, oh, you guys, right, um, sorry, uh, hey. I, w- I was bewitched, and the party are very, like, this is, it's a very casual talking dragon, and the party is just like, this is our god, this is strange, <laughs> is the vibe that they should have from this, but it's like, yeah. I was bewitched by the people from the town on the other side of the mountain, and you hate those guys. Yeah. <laughs> those guys. Those you, are the worst guys. You didn't know it was them, but you knew it was them. Even even back when it was just like the dragon was the bad. No, you knew it was it's them. exactly what they oh, would do. It's typical of yeah. the, those guys. Oh. And so the dragon's like, look, they have an artifact in their town. It's uh, it's in their, it's, uh, like their church, and it's in the, they've got it in the secret room hidden under their church that I can't get to because I'm a dragon. Mm. Uh, I need you to go and get me that that item. Uh, otherwise, they're gonna be, they're, then they'll be able to keep doing this. You'll be able to keep uh, controlling me, and I won't be able to 
immolate you and eat you, which is obvious, you know, and then... The highest honour you can uh, ever have. And, you know, I won't be able to bring you joy and bountiful crops, which is what I do every year by by, uh, burning you and eating you. And, uh, you know... The party can probably do an inside <laughs> check on some of this, but uh, no, you why know, would they? they? This yeah, is exactly. Their god. This is their god. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the second part. Then de- uh, the don't uh, look at the man behind the curtain. Yeah, the party are just like, well, we have to go and deal with this. We have to obey our our god's wishes and go to those bastards on the other side of the mountain and get this artifact for our god. Awesome. Okay. Mm. Uh, are you naming the dragon or the town or the? Uh, I, I, got, I guess it's the adventure. So it's uh, it's you know the the ta- the the tale of two, ter- two- <laughs> the tale of two townships. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, hold on. Two towns, a dragon, and a treasure place. There we go. I I forgot to name my armor. How dare you? Anyway, I do have a name for it. It's okay. called the uh, it's called the Cadus armor. Um, I just googled it. Cadus in Latin means to cut, to kill, and to sacrifice. I Excellent. just thought that'd be fun. Can nice. you spell it for me? I actually won't look at the Google. I'm pretty sure it's K. Uh, sorry, it's C A E D U S. That's how I would have spelled it. C A E D U S. Cadus armor. All right. Well, let's go and prestige this. So, how are we using these things in an actual game? Let's start with Tully. Excellent. So, assuming that. Uh, some group, whether it be the party or not, is striving to free this dragon. With every sacrifice, it becomes a little bit more real. The smoke begins to uh, to billow and you can smell it. You can taste it in the air. The, the uh, dragon is no longer trying to attack you. It sees you as a friend, but you can feel its warmth. You can feel its presence. And uh, with every piece... With every chain that's broken, it becomes more salt. And um, until 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 you've released the last seal. Now the last seal means the dragon is real. The dragon is here, and it grants you its gift, which is a curse. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and it it seals you away. One uh, part of you in each of these seven uh, seven chains and you can see everything that comes along but you are in all of these places and uh, for this I feel like this is a good place especially if it's the party that does it um, a good way to have them then actually have to break the seals from the inside or have a, a, a member of the party start breaking characters out of it yeah um, and potentially have you figuring out a way to move within the seal within your seven different locations and I don't know why I've decided seven. It's a bit arbitrary, but eh, yeah, all things seven. are arbitrary. Yeah, um, but find ways to bring these together and to find sacrifices for themselves, uh, almost for them to play the the villain in the lair. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's a way of sort of flipping the script a bit. Okay. Uh, so the, um, we call that the faceted dragon. The faceted dragon. All right. Yeah. So I guess yeah. So then you kind of make the the inside of the facets, the dungeon, yeah, and you kind of have to, f- yeah, find your way into find your way to each of them, lure somebody in, yeah, gross. Um, I guess it would it wouldn't work with a lot of players. It would work with a, if you've got a table of a few players. See, my both my games uh, have only four players in the GM, or the dragon only locks one of them in there. 
And if that's a player that's going away for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, if the player wants to have a go at GMing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so uh, let's go back to Grace. Um, so I was thinking that um, because this is a, like a magical item that could be used by a DM or by a player, um, sort of like its backstory could be sort of tailored to your character but still have some like cool pieces to build off. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that um, because this dragon that sacrificed itself um, and now demands sacrifice um, was doing so in quite a noble way to protect someone, um, that it was that this dragon that you were killing for has like it's known people know of this dragon right, they yeah. know of this armor and they can recognize it and whether the person wearing that armor is a villain or a hero they know that if you're seen with this armor you're dangerous yes, so you're yeah. gonna have trouble <laughs> talking to people as long if you can't cover it yeah or can't explain it away I could I sort of want this thing to be noticeable as in like so it's it's ostentatious armor yeah it's yeah. like hey uh, I know the story behind that and um you're a horrible person doing <laughs> horrible things but I guess that dragon was kind of cool it's true the dragon was cool so you've yeah. got to die I'm sorry yeah it's got some like weird uh like social history stuff going on yeah okay hmm. so I I guess yeah that would especially if the dragon because it was guarding a princess kind of involves you just by wearing the armor in mm. political intrigue yeah um especially if you travel closer to where it happened, Mm. where people perhaps take these things a little bit more seriously rather than just a legend of a dragon who is defending a princess. Yeah, because, I mean, if someone sees you wearing this armour, they have no way of knowing whether you're a villain who Mm. wants to kill and has no problem sacrificing to this armour or a hero that is looking to fulfil this dragon's wishes, as I expect many people would want as it died a hero's death. Yeah, and and even... And when you get closer, like, you you could be used as a political pawn... Mm. Um, by different factions, perhaps that have survived the princess and the royalty, that it, like the people who want to reinstate the royalty or the people who want to get rid of it forever, you're mm. now very important in their plans. Yeah, and I think that that could lead to a lot of interesting uh, uh, diplomatic role play rather than just uh, hacky hacky slash cover yourself in blood. Yeah, uh, a few yeah. a few more like charisma checks, I yes. guess. <laughs> All right, well, Dom. All right, so the party arrives. They, they arrive in the town on the other side of those mountains. Those bastards. Those bastards, yeah. yeah. that town. But as they, uh, they, you know, they'll probably want to sneak through the town to get to the to the chapel to find this device that they, the almighty dragon has asked them to grab, or this artifact, rather. Um, I might notice that the uh, this town, it's... Like there's, it's a bit deserted. Like there's there's people around, there's civilian stuff, but there's not as the guards. Like there's not as many as they expect until mm. they get to the church. Um, they might notice that. They also might notice that there are around the outskirts. Uh, there's a uh, it's 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 a slightly more advanced town than uh, than the one that the players are from. And they might notice that there's been some rebuilding works going on after a bit of destruction has happened in the town. Uh, some some burninating uh, has happened in the town that, right. that they've been rebuilding from. <laughs> And, you know, they reach the chapel and they'll probably fight some guards who are protecting it and they'll go inside and they'll find this strange, like, Magitech device hidden under the church. It's just like, oh, what do we do with this? Do we steal this? Do we break this? Whatever they do, it's time to go back to the to their own town. And on the way back, like, halfway there, they meet uh, a crowd of 
people from their town mm. and also like representatives of the town they hate. And it's like, where are you coming from? It's just like we're coming from we're coming from the town. Why are you with those bars? It's just like they have explained some stuff to us about this dragon. <laughs> like they have been sacrificed to people too. Like they know they worship the dragon too. Then like they do it on the winter solstice because those Ugh. guys instead honestly Weirdos. honestly uh, they did it and then like they they did their sacrifice everything was good and then like a few weeks ago the dragon came in and just burninated everything anyway and ate a bunch of people and they were like why have you done this and th- 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 I can't ha- believe you've done this yeah like this the horrible dragon is like no we're going to control this dragon from now on he's clearly like we had a shit harvest last year as well it's all like uh, the, the, the scales form from the eyes they're going to they're using their magic and their technology to control the dragon that's why the dragon flew away it's just like no we've got to intervene and then we this will be like an olive branch and we'll be able, our towns will come together and then the dragon arrives mm. and that's love that, it yeah yeah that's that's great. how you end, that's how you end that's that hook and where does it go from there so then there are there are three ways that can go especially if the, if the party <laughs> destroyed the device already yeah yeah sacrifice the other townsmen to the dragon yeah there's definitely a lot of players who would do this and that would be like <laughs> take me oh dragon and, uh, despite everything yeah, no, absolutely. You support the dragon. The dragon eats everyone else. Yeah. You are now the mayor of both sure. towns. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I think there's also an element, like a medicine check or something, where the dragon was was like a bit high or something. The yeah. day he came to town, it was just like got the munchies and came to came to the other town. It was just like eight people anyway. He just went to that that sacred grove a bit too too close to yeah. the solstice. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> uh, so that that has been us for this week. We had the. Uh, what did we call it? Jesus Christ! It was uh, two towns, a, ma- a dragon, and a treasure place. <laughs> two even towns, the, a dragon, and a treasure place. Even the, there wasn't a treasure place. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had the Cadus armor, mm-hmm. and we had the faceted dragon. The faceted dragon. If you want to use any of those in your games, please do, and let us know how you go. Uh, we are produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License, and that means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format. If you give appropriate credit, do not use the material for commercial purposes and do not remix, transform, or build upon the material in any way unless you ask us first. If you have artwork that you would like to submit for us to take inspiration from rather than just taking inspiration from a random Magic the Gathering card you can get in contact with us on Facebook Twitter or Instagram or email us at podcast.hooked at gmail.com and we will see you same, same time next week. Thank you very much Tully. Thank you very much. If you want to catch me or Grace uh, mm-hmm. on another podcast we are released every Wednesday on a uh, podcast called Dungeon Deep Dive. Our next topic is guns, I think. Uh, This is going to be released in a couple of weeks, uh, probably about four weeks. Yes. So we'll... Guns will have been released. Guns will have already been released uh, about four weeks ago. Oh, wonderful. So take a listen if you haven't already about four weeks back and you'll get to hear about (laughs) two hours worth of content on guns and dueling. Oof. Yay. Thank you very much for joining us, Grace. Of course. Thank you for having me. And thank you as always, Dom. Yeah, nice being here as always. Till next time, keep playing games, everyone. Goodbye. Bye now. So 
So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the same digestive system? Can my character have a pet? System? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.